Episode 81, this is the Amy and Amanda Show. Welcome to Ace Word. Listen in as Amy Bialdini, that's me, and Amanda Johnson have a real conversation between spiritual sisters that was true and real for us in everyday life. This is Ace Word. I think the one thing that I think I really would like to kind of open up the conversation is this whole situation with manifesting. Mm. It's still very much related to Molly. <laughs> Amanda's taking a deep breath. <laughs> and it's, I think as entrepreneurs, as spiritual entrepreneurs, as women, spiritual women, we see a lot, I'm certainly seeing a lot about manifesting, you know, money and whatever else. And there's so much around. And I'm just, it's bombarding me sometimes. Like, there's just so much stuff. And it's all about manifesting like it's a magic word. Yeah. Well, and then how about when we aren't seemingly manifesting because of all the things that we're now we've created around what that means and what that has to look like. We go into this spiral of, I'm obviously not worthy to manifest. I'm not worthy to receive <clears throat> from the universe. At least that's been my experience. And I've noticed that as I try to manifest, I become more controlling and I perpetuate another cycle of control, unworthiness, control, and we're, you know, this yeah. is ongoing. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. There's a lot to manifesting. Yeah. That we could explore, that we yeah. could look at. And I think it's a big part of it is I think manifesting or kind of what it's become, not actually what it is, but what it's become it is quite rigid. It's very controlled. It's like, there's a right way to do it, which means there's a wrong way to do it. You know? <laughs> Trust me, I found all the wrong ways to do it this year. I, I, I had a big, big moment, like come to Jesus moment with manifesting earlier this year of I'm doing it wrong. Okay. And so that was a big, uh-huh. Mm. But I think a lot of us are doing it wrong because we're, we're trying to do it in a way that somebody's teaching us to do it. And the same thing doesn't work for everyone. And I was thinking about this yesterday or the day before, you know, when I manifested quote unquote big things, what kind of, what was my process? What was my method? And I was like, well, you know what? It wasn't what I was taught. It was completely different, but it worked for me. You know, so, so long as I'm trying to kind of follow, you know, like a three-step plan, opportunities to go wrong are vast. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Whereas I think in truth, if you're in alignment and you're taking action, it will come because then you are in flow. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I, I mean? Yes, yes. It's the so, being in the flow. It's being in the river. It's being in the, are we, for me, I think one of the, the to me, manifesting is a tricky thing and it's a sticky subject. So I love that yeah. you're bringing it up because a, I think there are so many teachers and ways out there to manifest. Some of them are the same and some of them are different, right? There's, when you kind of get the hodgepodge of, and so here we are going, how do I, which one do I hold on to? Which one do I gravitate toward? Which one do I try? Which one's right? And which one's right, quote unquote, exactly. <laughs> right, because I need to manifest, gosh yeah. darn it. And and also, I see that it is this, 
it, it is, we don't get to know. We don't get to know how long it's going to take. For me, I think the thing about manifestation is, at least in my experience, it was when I started to put timelines and this was my experience, mm -hmm. which everything I say, there's going to be another person who goes, that wasn't my experience because I experienced something else. So this is why I think manifesting can be so tricky. Mm -hmm. But for me, I noticed, I said, as soon as I put a time frame to it, as soon as I said, okay, this is when it's going to happen, how, you know, not always how, but I got pretty close to saying how, and I'd say <laughs> this, what is going to happen by when, that's when I felt like I, I blocked myself from the flow. And so again, for me, and I think when I did some investigating and some inner work around that, what I noticed was I was, I tend to be someone who is already quite controlling and someone who is quite, let's get it done. Let's take action. Let's make things happen. For those people who also resonate with that, this could also be perhaps your experience with manifestation, maybe not. But I noticed for myself, manifesting became another extension of that, trying to control, trying to take action and get things done versus surrendering to the flow, mm. surrendering to what, where life is taking me. And when I do that, I, you could say I am manifesting things, I, things seemingly just occur, um, uh, an opportunity flows in a sometimes it's financial abundance sometimes it's an opportunity sometimes it's again that time and space gifted me to me yeah. something you know all of these things are flowing to me that i am manifesting quote unquote and yet they may not be that number that i wrote on the piece of paper by that certain date and again for me when i tried to do that I felt like I was blocking the flow and I was efforting and pushing and striving. So it is one of those manifesting is one of those things where, and yet if there's someone, perhaps this was my assumption, though, I don't know if this is accurate at all. I'd be curious what you think when, if there were a person who perhaps is le less controlling, I don't know, are those, do those people exist? <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't need to, t don't, don't take as much, you know, they're more just, uh, we'll let things happen perhaps setting very clear instructions and like maybe that works for them because that's what opens them to the flow I don't know I'm, I, because obviously it does different things work for different people so manifesting yeah it is mm -hmm. well I think in terms of the way you just described some of your experience manifesting I've definitely been there it's you know, you decide what you want, you set the timelines, you set the numbers, it becomes more of a setting a goal, you're going to work towards that goal. And it's like just hearing you kind of reflect back to me, it's like, there's a lot of push in that, there's a lot of effort, there's a lot of making things happen. And I feel like what happens is we attach to that number, and then we focus on that number, you know, this number by that date. And it's all about that. And we, we become blinded by that. And it's like, it's that, we're going to push, we're going to push. And if it doesn't happen, you know, we did something wrong. Yes. We didn't deserve it. That's right. We didn't deserve it. We weren't worthy. And here's my question though, because I, so then the other thing that comes in is what we focus on, we create more of. What I'm thinking of is thoughts become things. So mm -hmm. this is where, 
this gets to me a little sticky okay. because, and why I went through my own cycle this year of pushing and trying and not, not receiving it quote unquote or manifesting and then having some feelings of unworthiness and then the, and then the lesson of surrender and letting go. So if thoughts become things and what we focus on, we create more of, why doesn't it work to just focus on that number and focus on that date over and over and over and over again, right? That's the question. I think that that's what stumps me. I have a view on that. Please. I, and I don't expect you to have the answer. I'm just curious. What is your view? What is your perspective on that? I definitely don't have the answer, but my view on that is it's never that simple. Because yes, thoughts become things to a certain extent that is true because words do have great power. But I think when we focus on that number, I think it becomes something like we've got to have it. Like we need it. It's got to happen by that date to prove something to us. Like my business is it's successful. You know, I can go to the family barbecue and say, look how much money I made or whatever it is that by obsessing on that number, even if we do it over and over again, the feeling behind that thought is that we haven't got it. Mm -hmm. We don't have it already. So we are not enough already. So we're almost by having that thought of that money we want to manifest. We're thinking we see a number, but actually what we're feeling is lack because what we're feeling is we don't have that. Yeah. That I'm not enough. I don't have enough. And I think what we're focusing on that over and over again, that's what manifests. That is that I think you just hit on something. You may not have the answer, but I think this is pretty darn close. What I'm hearing is, and probably why it works for some people and not meaning one way works for some person, another way works for another. Because what I'm hearing you say is if we it's not about what we're doing, focusing on the number, setting the timeline, envisioning whatever it is that we want. It's what's going on underneath. Yes. What's going on under the surface? And this goes back to why it's so important for us to do our inner work. Absolutely. Because I can, I can sit here and have a thought to your point and all day of $50,000 by the next, whatever it is, you know, $100,000, a million dollars, $2,000. I can sit here and have a number in my mind mm -hmm. and hold that thought and hold that intention and see it. If the whole time I am, to your point, feeling lack, feeling unworthy feeling you know i just heard abraham hicks talk about or esther i don't know how to refer to her i i forget <laughs> i know what you mean i know what you mean esther and abraham yes uh, i heard a, a, her say something and them say something in meditation where uh you know we give the universe mixed signals we say i want i desire more money you know so there's a as soon as we have that desire as as they say we have the that information's out there Everything is organizing to provide that to us because why we're already that we already have that it is already there for us. Yeah. So when we say I desire more money, oof, awesome. We've just put that out there. So now we can, you're open to receiving. And then that quickly follows with, because I don't have any, any money. I would desire more money because I don't have enough. I desire more money because I have, I'm in lack, you know, so we constantly are then coming back to the, the, the reality, quote unquote, of our feelings that we don't have enough. So I love that you said that because if we can stay in the 
vision, envision the money, focus on the abundance. Fo- and if there's a number attached to that, okay. I mean, I've heard things like Jim Carrey's story. Maybe you've heard this where he wrote the $10 million check, right? That was someone who put a specific dollar amount to a piece of paper and it did manifest. But here's what I think is interesting about that story, just to interrupt you. If he Please. believed, yes, he believed it would happen. Yes. So that to me is like, we're, this is why I think we get so stuck on and confused. I'm speaking for all of us, mostly for myself on manifestation, because I know I sat there and said, wait, I watched, I know Jim Carrey put a number on a piece of paper and it happened. Why can't it happen for me? Cause I did that this year. I wrote myself a check. I wrote myself a number, right? Hmm. What happened? You're exactly right. It's not the action. Yes, we can do all the actions we want. What's underneath it? And obviously I unearthed through practicing the manifesting. Oh, there was still some unworthiness there. Oh, there's still some beliefs going on that I'm not worthy, that I don't deserve it, that it can't happen for me. I remember actually the thought coming up many times. I'm not powerful enough to manifest all that I desire. Mm. That's another one. That's a big one. So I'm, I find that there, to your point, it's not so much what's on the surface. And that might be why many of us are frustrated. And I'm speaking, assuming that there are others out there who have tried to manifest or have read the yeah. books or have things, right? It's a big bite. Why, why, why do I not have it yet? I think what we're starting to highlight here is because there's something underneath that has yet to be shifted. And it's interesting because, and what keeps coming up right now is the surrender experiment. And I don't know if you're familiar with that book by oh, Michael no. A. Singh. I read that book around the same time as I started learning about some of the law of attraction manifestation okay. concepts. And in, when I read it, it felt like that book said something completely different, which was go with the flow, say yes to everything. Don't have an intention. Don't set that because you could never possibly know what it is that life is going to offer and bring you and lead you to. And so Michael A. Singer's experience was going with the flow, going with the flow, going with the flow, surrender, surrender, surrender to everything. And at that time, I had a hard time reconciling, well, how does one surrender and how does one manifest? And are those mutually exclusive? Are they the same? And what I think what we're starting, what I'm hearing us tapping into here is at the end of the day, it's all about what's going on underneath. So Michael A. Singer's experience was that he surrendered. Well, I think may have really been happening was he was in alignment with who he truly is, which is always abundant and, you know, all of these things. So that, again, these things manifested in his life without him having to try, without him even, he didn't even have to set the intention. Now we may set an intention and, and this brings up so much stuff here too, like, setting the intention, not setting the intention, right? What are your, what are your, what's your view on that? Because I still think what we're, what we're really hitting on is that mm-hmm. it may not matter what you do. It more matters what you believe and what's going on inside. I think they both matter, but just to kind of go back to Michael, um, a singer for a moment, it's like, it's interesting because he didn't set an intention. I mean, I haven't read the book so I don't know, but I'm assuming. 
But he probably didn't need to because you wouldn't even do something like the surrender experiment if you didn't think that life was abundant and you'd be taken care of. So there's an already kind of an inherent trust going on there. Because if you thought it was a big bad world, you would not surrender. <laughs> so it's like the intention was kind of just part of who he is. Like that, that's how he believes the world is. So it's safe to surrender in that sense. So of course good things are going to happen and it's going to be kind of a flow. Yes. Well, why wouldn't it be? That's what you believe. Yes, yeah, and that did happen early on in his experience where he started to see for the first time how he was being provided for, how these synchronous experiences lined up, how he needed food and, oh, here's someone with offering him food, whatever it was. And you're, then is he, oh, so he did, he started with the belief system. Sometimes I think we work backwards, right? Sometimes we, we work from the intention first mm -hmm. and then we eventually find out, oh, that's right. We really are supported. And I think he may have found, oh, I'm supported. And then that became just his intention was to go with the flow yeah. and see what happened. Definitely. It's a powerful experiment. Which is, again, to say we do manifest what we intend because in that way, and that's something that I started to explore, which was, again, I don't think it's one or the other. I think we will look at our lives and explain our life experience in the way that makes sense to us. And of so course. to him, he experienced surrender. And in a way, it's because he probably, he may have, and I don't know him personally, but he may have set that intention, quote unquote, to surrender. And I know he did say that in the book. He goes, every, I would say, I am going to surrender to whatever life brings me. That is an intention. That is a, mm -hmm. it would be like saying, I am going to uh, be open to receiving X amount of dollars or X amount of abundance in my life. And I will be open to however that comes to me. So that also is an intention. So mm -hmm. in a way, it's maybe we're actually, this is new for me because I really thought they were separate and yet maybe they are the same thing called different things. What beliefs and intentions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, versus, because I saw it as, well, we must surrender or we manifest. And it's, I'm, I'm starting to see, oh no, it's as we surrender to the flow, which is an intention, yeah. we manifest things beyond our wildest imagination. Well, I think, it's incredibly hard to manifest without surrendering because I know that when I've manifested personally and it's ironic because I manifest most successfully when I don't try <laughs> but I've never so I was thinking about this and I couldn't manifest I was like what was different it's like I made the decision I set the intention and it was in my mind it was done it was going to happen and I let it go so I don't care I don't know how I don't know when, I don't care, it's going to happen. And of course it does, because that is the world that we live in, that's the universe that we live in. And it happens very, very quickly. But that piece of surrender is critical, and it's really tough to do on command. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, because we get so attached to what it is that we want. Because we don't believe we have it, which is what you exactly. go, going back to what you said before. If I'm focused on it because I want it, and so long as with that thought is because I don't yet have it, ooh, those two beliefs, those two thoughts can go so hand in hand. Yeah. I remember for a long time on my own journey, on my own path, I didn't want to practice desiring anything. 
Why? Because I didn't want to think about what I don't have. So for me to envision what do I desire, that felt like I I desire a bigger house. I desire more money. Usually our desires are seemingly what we don't have. I mean, on the surface, that's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. On the surface. Um, Otherwise, I wouldn't desire it, if that makes sense. I mean, I I can't say that. I guess there are things I have that I do desire. I have Mm -hmm. love and I desire love. Yet, when I started this path, I remember thinking desires, I actually thought desires were bad. So in case anyone else out there thinks, you know, desires aren't okay, I thought that because that took me away from being content with what I have and who I am. Now, I think that was essential for me on this journey because I needed to, I did need to learn to be content with what I have. I did need to learn to be good and whole and complete. The next step though is, and a desire is not so much what I don't have. It is what I am that is yet to be manifest made manifest in my life yeah and and that's such it's it's like a nuanced it's a small shift in words and vocabulary but it's a huge belief system shift or a mindset shift and when i say huge it doesn't mean it has to take forever or it's going to take you know it's just it requires us to look at it differently which is that which i desire is not that which i don't have it is that which has yet to be made manifest, but I already am it. It already exists. It's already mine. And that to me is, I think the, the, the hurdle. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I know what you mean. I was just thinking, because I think there's also a part in that. I don't talk about the difference between want and desire, mm. but I think what it's also a big part of it is owning your identity in one sense, because in terms of who you're going to become that has, hasn't been made manifest, you have to believe that's a part of, a part of you, that, that is possible for you. So I think there's something around kind of how you see yourself to have that kind of belief that this thing that you want, you desire, is going to materialise at some point. But I feel like when a lot of people, or potentially where a lot of people get checked up, and I know I've definitely done this, is the quote-unquote want or desire isn't actually a true soul desire it's something we think we need Mm. you know like money is the obvious example i need money well my soul doesn't need money Mm. you know that's not true it may desire some of the things that money would give me so peace um an opportunity to invest in something Mm -hmm. kind of that next kind of layer of what it's actually giving me but i think what we do we can do is focus on the desire as a need and to your point that then creates you know the shadow of lack i need this i don't have it mm-hmm. and that's when we can have those mixed messages yes because i think the need is still valid because it's information but it's what is beneath the need because mm. if you want money because you haven't got money but money isn't going to give you anything other than money mm. It doesn't magically make you happier. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't give you... It's, money is neutral. Right. Money is neutral, which... And that is where I want to say, because a part of me... <laughs> well, I saw a cute sign. I can't remember what it was, but something about, like, money doesn't buy happiness. And then it's like, but, you know, you should try our donuts or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> you know one of those things. So 
but you're right. Money is neutral. That I can yeah. totally get on the on that because money can provide opportunities that it create joy, etc., peace. And what you're, I hear you saying also is, so long as we're in that need, because I don't have mentality. Oh, I need the money because I don't have the peace, the joy, the blah blah blah. Whatever we're going to list are the deep things. That's where what we need to shift, and that's where all of our teachers, all of our mentors, all of our guides have you know been shouting and shouting over and over, or or, or whispering very softly that that's where it comes to feel that first. So experience the peace, experience the joy in this moment, quote unquote, without the money or whatever it is that you think you need. If it's the job, if it's the love, if it's the new house, if we can cultivate that feeling, that belief that, ah, I can't, I am at peace with or without these things right? Quote unquote, because again, I think we always, those, all those things are neutral. So whether or not you have the big house or you have all the money, I mean, go for, if you want it. Okay. Can you first cultivate that feeling of peace, that feeling of joy, that feeling of abundance, that feeling of prosperity, whatever it is that you think you need. I think that's it because you're right. As long as we don't feel that first, Whatever it is we think we desire, want, need, I can see all those words can be the same, then use the interchangeably at times, I should say, then we are, we're tripping ourselves up. I think we are. And I think it's to say that none of those desires are wrong. You know, having more money is fine. If you want more money, a house, a car, whatever it is you want, it's absolutely fine. It's not so you can't have those things. But I think the, the tricks are manifesting with, that was just kind of hit on that can get lost because it is there but can get lost is what you really want underneath that is the feeling and the experience and if you can feel that now then it's the law of attraction like attracts like you are at peace you'll attract more peace and that may come in the form of the money or you know you want to feel secure i you know i am secure i'm grounded i am safe which may lead to the house because it opens up that pathway of possibility. Mm-hmm. And for those who, again, I, I imagine these people exist. I'm, I'm winking, but like, you know, for those people who do have the cars and the houses and the money, and if they don't feel secure and safe and grounded and prosperous and at peace, those things will never satisfy. And that's where we see in our society, in our culture, this need, I need more, I need more, I need more. Yeah. So again, it's not that those things were bad or wrong. It's just that the belief system underneath them wasn't in place. And so none of those things were satisfying. Yeah, it's like a hunger that can never be filmed. Because the money, the car, the house, they are, in fact, neutral. It's, the, it's what we ascribe to them. So we think money means something, or car means something, or house means something. Well, they don't. Not really, they don't. Mm-hmm. It means what you want it to mean. And I think that kind of comes back to why lottery winners so often lose the money within two years. You know, it's... You want to win the lottery, you get all this money, and you don't know what to do with it because your belief systems are somewhere completely different, and there isn't that alignment yet. 
so mm-hmm. you, you you're suddenly flooded with money like well, what do i do with this you know mm-hmm. who am i you know, it affects your identity at a core level which is what you believe now if at some level you you're not ready to believe that you're worthy that money's mm-hmm. gonna get out the door so quickly yes <laughs> Yes. And that's the other thing too. So many of us might find that we are receiving money and yet it doesn't stay. And that all comes back to the worthiness as well. Am I worthy of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it, it happens in two tracks. Either you can't manifest money, quote unquote, can't manifest the money or you, you can and you lose it. Yeah. Yes. You know, very, very common. And really it's the same thing underneath. It's, it's worthiness it's self-belief do i see myself as already having all of that like Mm -hmm. and not only seeing it like yeah that could happen but really believing it and then starting to feel it i think that's the other piece is and i mean again i'm thinking like literally there are like four or five book titles popping up in my mind as i'm saying these words that this information is out there this information is there we're not saying anything new it's just that this is such a it is such a, like I said, sticky topic where I think we, there is so much packed into it. And ultimately, if we can feel and believe that which we know is coming to us, which is that thing we desire, and we desire it because it's not quote unquote here now. And that doesn't mean I'm without it. That doesn't mean I'm lacking. That doesn't mean I'm unworthy. That doesn't mean I'm undeserving. I can cultivate the feeling of it now. And I'll use my own example, my own life. I mean, I desire more financial resources and more cash money as my mentor likes to call it. Cause I think that's funny and cute. And in my current experience of life, I do my darndest to feel abundant and wealthy and prosperous and, 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 that's the work, quote unquote, because it feels, and I think this is what a lot of us are up against and why those of us who are, who are on this path, we're all on the path, but those of us who are like, I'm, I want to be, you know, kind of running ahead and I'm, I'm doing the stuff now, you know, I, I commend us because it feels so counterintuitive to feel wealthy when we see a certain number in our bank account or when we can't pay a bill or when we, I mean, like that feels so counterintuitive. And yet if we can't start for like, that's where we have to start from is what I'm, is what I'm gathering, you know, from all the teachings and all of my own experience and all of our conversations, we have, I have to feel that first. And then I've opened the flow and that which desires to be made manifest in my life because it is what I already am. I have simply blocked it from myself in various forms and ways is now is now materializes. Again, believe it, then we see it. This is all teachings that bum, 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 all these teachers are like popping up in my mind. So, you know, gratitude to them for saying this stuff as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the irony of this stuff has been taught for thousands of years and it's, it's out there. I mean, I just heard the, the Bible, the Bible verse in my mind. It's like asking you shall receive, you know, it's like you've been around. I don't know that we've always been listening. <laughs> exactly. But sometimes we need to hear it more than once. So it's fine. It's fine. It's a journey. 
And I think to your point as well, is that I mean, everyone's path is absolutely perfect. Like wherever you are on your journey, it is perfect. But when you're talking about kind of financial resource, being more financially resourced, is when you uncovered each of those kind of downs in your flow, that's huge because it was already there. But as soon as you could see this there, you can start dismantling it. Yes. So that's, that's huge in, in, in and of itself. So I think if we try to manifest something and it quote unquote doesn't happen, but we shine a light on what's kind of clogging up the works, that is so powerful. Yes. Because that is really, that is everything. Because that lays the foundation for everything else to come. So that is huge. And the other thing I wanted to say on that is, yes, absolutely. You do have to believe it before you receive it. And you have to take action. But it's taking action from an, that aligned space where your action is still in flow. Yes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Which is also a trick, sticky subject, yes. <laughs> yes, it's another one. Because like, what I can see happening, I, I see happening quite a lot, is either it's that manifesting, which is essentially just another goal. It's the push, 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 hard, hard, hard. And it's that whole not looking at the beliefs underneath it. Or it's that I'm going to meditate on a mat and it'll just rain, money will rain down on me. Which one day may happen, but we're not quite there yet, I don't think, as, a, as, a, as humanity. And I think taking that action that is in alignment is absolutely critical because the way that I see it, that is what opens the doors to allow the universe to come in and support us. I think that is critical. I think it is difficult because it's, well, is it in alignment or is it not? Hmm. Is it pushing comes, or is it inspired? Yeah. Yes. yes. I, think it's, I think that is tricky. I think that's something that can only be learned by experience. Exactly. And to your point that if we try and then it quote unquote doesn't work, that's more information. Mm-hmm. And that's more, so again, instead of it saying, oh, I'm, I'm unworthy, I'm not deserving, instead of feeding that belief, using that opportunity. And again, I had many of those this year already where I go, oh, okay, I don't need to feed the belief that I'm unworthy or undeserving. That's, that's the old. Mm-hmm. And now instead I can say, oh, here's what I learned from this. Oh, oh, there was still this belief playing out. I had no idea. Or, oh, there was this whatever. Or, oh, I am pushing. And how do I know that? because it's not flowing. Oh, okay. So then how do I shift? How do I adjust? Where do I need to listen more? Where do I need to be more open? Um, and yeah, I, I completely agree. Action is it's, we are, I, again, I've heard all these different perspectives on this. And, and I think the way I would summarize this is I, we are, we are human beings and we take action. You know, there is this we're in physical form. We are here to create. We are here to create. We are here to make. We are here to do those things. So yes, to simply sit and ask, uh, I agree. There needs to be then some creation, some action that is then taken. And it's purely, again, I think a trial and error at times and learning to listen, learning to be open. What am I being guided to? what is being offered to me and then take that next step. And for me, it is, it's, it's, uh, we, this analogy is used a lot. It's like following the trail of breadcrumbs. I might get this spark of send an email to this person, or I might get a spark of create this program, or I might get a spark of 
read this book or whatever it is, or go have coffee with somebody. And after that, something else happens. And then after that, something else happens, right? So I think I also want to give us credit. At least I know I need to do this with myself. Sometimes I sit here and think, oh, I need to take more action. That could be true at times. And how often am I naturally taking action and not even giving myself credit for it? So there's a little, it's a balance. It's a balance. It is a balance. And I think sometimes we think that action is doing the big stuff and we miss all the, the baby steps of action we are taking. And baby steps or little steps are fine because it's all action and actually an aligned baby step is much more powerful than a giant leap in the completely wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. And I think so often we don't see those little actions because, you know, to use your example, it's you have a coffee with someone and then they mention something in conversation which sparks something else and you end up on this kind of route you can never plan in a million years and suddenly you have an answer to something. And that's how it works. That's how synchronicity works. I mean, it's, it's incredible and crazy and cannot be planned, which is why you have to kind of be in that place of inspired action and just and trust. Even if it doesn't make sense, just trust and see what happens. And I think that can be tough, a little bit like surrender. <laughs> they're all they're all pointing to the same thing. Yes, they are. Yeah. They are, and it's it's so worth it on the other side. Definitely. I was going to say something else on action. What was I going to say? Yes, it's going to bring us back to when we're talking about being in kind of the corporate world in terms of having our value, our value from our paycheck. Most of us, not all of us, don't actually enjoy our jobs in corporate. You know, we go to get money. You know, you kind of, you go, you work, you work hard to get the money to have the life that you want, to have the nice things. And I think it's like counterintuitive when we're entrepreneurs or when we're trying to manifest to actually tap into that feeling of joy and kind of the pleasure and the peace and the safety and the whatever else we're trying to manifest and be guided by what feels good. So if you're trying to then think of what's aligned action, one of the, the kind of the barometers is how you feel. Mm -hmm. you know, does it feel joyful? Does it give you pleasure? Because that's a really good indicator that it isn't actually in flow. It is aligned for you. That's not to say that everything's going to be easy and feel great and feel like it's play. You're going to get pushed, you're going to be asked to stretch. But I think we are also asked to navigate by feelings, you know, to a large extent. And we're not used to doing that. Yeah, well, the thing about that, we, we, we're a physical being, so we are sensing beings. We have this, these sensories or yeah. these sensors for these sensory experiences. So there is a feeling component for those who are like, oh, don't trust your feelings. Well, and that is a huge indicator. That's how our body communicates to us is through mm -hmm. our feelings. And to your point of we, many of us don't know how it seems. I mean, again, talk about counterintuitive, countercultural we are living in a among you know in a world where probably 99% of us are under this belief system that you have to work hard and also this idea that it usually doesn't feel good or it isn't fun or it isn't easy quote unquote or whatever it is that we believe and we now have equated 
if it does feel good, if it is in flow, if it brings us joy, something's wrong. At least that was my, that was my thought is like, well, this can't possibly be the, the right way, quote unquote, because it doesn't feel like everything else I've experienced or what everybody else is, not everybody, but what many people are touting as, you know, you got to get through it. It's, you know, work hard, play hard, whatever. Um, so I think you're right. We're out of touch with the even believing that we can enjoy what we do or find pleasure or find ease. And that is such an indicator of being in flow. And so that inspired action, to your point, will often fit into that. It, to your, yes, it will stretch us at times. It will ask us to do what may feel uncomfortable. And yet there's going to be this sense of excitement or anticipation or what, what have you that comes with it when we're in flow. And I remember when I started writing and I wrote my first book, I remember having the thought of, am I doing something wrong because this seems too easy and too fun? Like I was enjoying it so much and I thought it feels easy to do. So this must not be right. Do you know what I mean? Completely. That's a classic. No, it's too easy. There's something wrong. It can't be that easy. I thought, well, maybe it can. But it's if you're aligned with your gifts. <laughs> it's such a huge shift. Yeah. Because really, if you are aligned with your gifts and you are in flow, easy is going to happen because you're in the right place for you. Exactly. It's, I think, when you're out of alignment, that's when it gets hard. Because you're pushing against something that really isn't in your highest good. Which, by the way, I have to just say really quickly, which is why I think we are inundated with what works for everybody else. And then why so many of us struggle and strife and, and I'll speak for myself, feel frustrated. Like, Mm -hmm. what am I doing wrong? Because, and I I can see this one particular um, woman who when I started my business, quote unquote, whatever it was, but just when I saw like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start a business. I would see her online and she's this brilliant online marketer. Brilliant. Like, and her story is wonderful and inspiring, you know, made a million dollars in her first year or whatever it was like something super inspiring. And I remember I started watching her videos or I started thinking, do I need to be more like her? Like I actually had the thought at one point, do I need to get into marketing? Because obviously that's where the money is. I like, but what's so fascinating is I guarantee the reason she had the success she had, and this is going to be for probably many, many, many people is because it was easy. It was natural to her, whatever it was that she was offering. She found something that was a fit. It was in alignment with who she is, with her gifts. And so it just, took off. And it actually, when I look at someone who makes, let's say a million dollars in a year, that seems easy. I'm not saying that she didn't work. I'm not saying that she didn't do, you know I mean? Of course she did. And yet I can't say I've made a million dollars in a year yet. You know what I mean? Because so there's, that doesn't seem easy to me. And yet it may feel easy to her because she's in alignment. And I think there's a, that's part of why it's in, in important for us to Yes, learn from people, to be inspired by people, to see what works for other people, and then to use our own knowing and our own intuition to 
align it to us because again, that which feels easy to me may not feel easy to you at all and vice versa. So we have to keep checking in. And and I do think that's a a great barometer to use. And again, easy, not like, oh, everything is just hunky-dory all the time, but there's this sense of ease. There's this sense of joy. There's this sense of, wow, like this is, okay, I can like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this. And, and I will often catch myself thinking, should it be harder? And if I'm asking myself that question, I think it's a good indicator that I'm probably on the right path. <laughs> Very true. I think it's that sense of when you are in that, that space of ease. More times than not, it's because you're being who you are. And it's natural to you, and that's why it's easy. You know, so if you're on your path in an alignment and it, it feels easy, you're being you. And it's easy to be you. And I think going back to when we're, when we're young, we're even told that, at least I think I, I adopted the mentality that if I'm naturally good at it, it's it's not okay because again we we were taught that you need to work and strive so it, you know that thing that we're naturally inclined toward we may not feel is the thing so it just goes back to our old those beliefs about ourselves it does it's interesting though because when I was a child or I adopted somewhere along the line it wasn't so much that kind of what was what was natural you know was the bad thing because I didn't strive for it that was good but where you focused. It's one of the things that you weren't good at. So like the strengths were fine, but that's really focus and draw down on the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Which again is then focusing on the wrong stuff. And on that which you don't want to create more of. Right. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah. And it's like the anti well, it's, it's all manifesting, but it's like focusing on exactly what you don't want to happen. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot, even in, in corporate. It's you know, when you have your appraisals, it's like and um, where your areas of development. Mm-hmm. So you're, like, you're zooming in on what's wrong. Yes. That's all. Let's just enjoy and embrace and celebrate what's going right. What we're naturally good at, because that's really where we need to hang out more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do more of that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Do more of that. Yeah. More ease, more fun, more joy, more good stuff. And the manifesting then happens. Well, it takes care of itself. That's the irony, isn't it? Exactly, because we aren't trying at that point. We aren't trying to make it happen. I love the quote by Yoda that is, um, and I completely mess it up now. It's, what is it? Is there there is no try? It's do or do not, there is no try. And it's it's very true. And as soon as I heard that quote, probably from the millionth time, it's, I've stopped saying I'm going to try. Because I'm not going to try. I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And either way is fine, but just own it. And I think there's something in that as well around manifesting life in general. It's the power of that intention behind it. Is are you going to are you going to do this thing? Are you going to stand by it or not? And it's fine, but it's the wavering that is dangerous because mm-hmm. that's where we get into those mixed messages. I want it, no, I don't. Yeah, maybe not today. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. I'm like, I want it, but I'm not worthy of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm going to try and manifest it really, really hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I really believe. Even though I don't mind deserving. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and the universe is going to do what with that? Because you don't even know what you want. Like when we're in that space, we're not even clear. How is anyone going to give us what we want if we don't even know? Mm-hmm. We trip ourselves up. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned with manifesting is the biggest block to manifesting is always me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's always me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also why we get so frustrated with manifesting is because it is so personal to your own experience that the teacher you're learning from, you know, made a million in a year and a month and a minute has no bearing on your experience because you're you mm-hmm. and not her or him. But I think it can become really frustrating because actually I'd really like the million in a year. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's, it's that becomes frustrating. It's like, well, she did it. Why can't I? Right. And then we're comparing ourselves, which then mm-hmm. leads to the worthiness all over again. Well, she's worthy and I'm not. It's, yeah. And it's just breaking down that belief again and again and again. Because otherwise the cycle just continues and we're just constantly feeding it. Even though we don't mean to, that is the other thing to point out is that we, we are in a, we can't easily get into a vicious cycle, but it's not that we're doing it consciously, but we are still then feeding it. So it's having that awareness of when we don't, manifest something we want is think about why look at what's happening what are you believing what are you saying what are the words coming out of your mouth and to get that information as we spoke about earlier because it's it's not that you did something wrong or that you're wrong or you're not worthy or that you even consciously believe that you're not worthy because many of us don't you know if you ask me of course i'm worthy do i really believe that deep down Mm -hmm. i like to think i do but you know how does it show my life? Lost, what was I going to say? Lost my train of thought. Well, I wonder if you were going with just looking at this, like question it, bring it up. What I wanted to say was as you question that, you bring it up, you bring it up, and then you can release it. So again, shining the awareness on it so that it doesn't unconsciously play out. I think sometimes we don't want to admit or acknowledge that that belief or that thought is there. And yet, if we can bring it to the light, then we can release it. We can let it go. So, yes, use your opportunities of when it doesn't work to say, well, okay, well, why?" instead of going into the constant, well, obviously that didn't work. I did it wrong. Why can, why can she do it? I can't. Instead of getting into that thought process, instead say, what, go deeper and say, what's, what's under here? What's, what, yeah, what words am I saying? What thoughts am I having? What beliefs do I still have that need to be released? Yeah, I think look at, look at it as an opportunity to discover more about what's going on in your internal landscape because that really is where the power is. Definitely. And the other thing I, will, I will do want to offer about the when we mm-hmm. see someone else who has it and that can, it can send us into this, this cycle of comparison and again, maybe he's worthy, I'm not, she's deserving, I'm not. Remembering that actually we, because we're all connected, that can serve if we're willing to see it that way as the proof, as the confirmation of just how worthy and deserving we are. Because if he or she or you know is receiving it, I can too. I may not. I may not experience it in the same way. It may come to me differently. It, my experience can be wildly different. Mm-hmm. 
And what it is showing is it, it shows in where I'm at now in my experiences, it, it is an indicator of the inherent value and worthiness of all of us. If that makes sense. It does. That's interesting because I get to the same place in a slightly different way mm-hmm. as we often do because yes, absolutely in the place that I've come to with comparison is realizing that if that person can have whatever it is that they have that you, you want, because if you didn't want it, you wouldn't even compare yourself to it. It means it's possible. And they're a human being just like you are just like I am. So if it's possible for one, it's possible for any. So if they can have it, it's proof positive when I can have it. Mm-hmm. And I think that starts to kind of change the thoughts around kind of preparing yourself. It starts to take this thing out a little bit because it means it's possible. And if it's possible, then it's possible for me. And then that helps us with our beliefs that are underlying our desires. Because as soon as I can actually feel the possibility, I begin to believe it's true. I begin to believe that I, I can have it, which is one step closer to I already have it. So we're, we're, we're basically inching ourselves toward that belief. As, as long as we say I can't have it, yeah. we're, a lot, we're a lot further from having it. Already. Yeah, definitely. And I think even if you can switch from saying I can't have it to that person has it so it's possible for me that's a huge step forward yeah because the energy is so different Mm -hmm. which i think is actually is why in some of the manifesting techniques i can't think of off of my head is they they suggest you have um role models Mm -hmm. it's the same principle if it's possible for one then then it's possible for you Mm -hmm. and really anything is possible because we live in an abundant universe. So it's all available to us. Amen. So great to hang out with you today. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes as it really helps get this message into more ears. This is Amy Biondini. Live your truth. Be yourself. <laughs>